0: Now it's time for Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf, the number one relationship advice radio show in the U.S.
1: Hello
2: and welcome to Love Never Dies. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, founder of AskDoctorLove.com, the web's first relationship advice site since 1995 and host of Ask Dr. Love Radio. Love Never Dies is my memoir and self-help book that shares the amazing true story of my spiritual reconnection with my beloved deceased husband, internationally renowned former Jesuit priest, Émile Jean Pin. Jean's astonishing after-death manifestations proved to me that we don't die, and therefore our relationships aren't supposed to end with bodily death. So I created my groundbreaking new trans-dimensional grief therapy method that brings my acclaimed conflict resolution methods to the world of after-death communication. It's actually a spiritual relationship therapy method. And my method offers you an unprecedented vehicle for not only reconnecting, but also making peace with the deceased. And I always say every week, remember, Jean's over-the-top manifestations aren't just meant for me. As he told me right after he left his body, Jamie, let our love shine like a torch that lights the path for others. This means that Jean's manifestations are meant to let you know that your loved ones are here with you too. They're just waiting for you to open the door of your heart and let them back in, which is what Love Never Dies shows you how to do. And as you know, one of my Facebook fans says she tunes in every week to hear Jean's latest jean So we've gone from manifestations to jean My first one is really amazing. Espy, who is one of my newly certified coaches, told me that she had a huge breakthrough using the image that I came up with during our live training last weekend. She was referring to my saying that when we're dialoguing with spirit, We need to switch away from the logical portion of the brain and switch into the spirit channel of our brain in order to hear what spirit is actually saying. We have to be on the spirit channel. We can't be in the logical brain. So she said that she could feel that her ego was resisting being put to bed. And so she consoled that rational, logical part of her brain by saying, don't worry, I'm going to invite you back in later. Now, that's a clever trick since the ego does kind of like to fight for top dog position. As soon as she did all this, she actually heard a click in her brain. And then she felt a huge wind pour through her and then a jolt of electricity rush through her body. And she said her husband was just with her. Try this technique yourself. Just consciously switch to the spirit channel of your brain and you're going to be amazed at how much more open you are. Now, you may recall last Tuesday, it was my birthday. And right after I came off the Hay House radio show broadcast, I received a delivery from 1-800-Flowers. Before I opened the box, I received the message through Thought Induction that they were from my new coach, Candy. And I thought, well, that makes no sense, because Candy brought me a bouquet of peach-colored roses on behalf of all my coaches who were at my home three days before. So I opened the package, And there was a card inside, written in French, and the flowers were indeed from candy, and she said that Jean asked her to send me fresh flowers, fresh roses, for the day of my birthday, and to send me a card in French. Talk about a beautiful birthday gift from Jean. The flowers were a divine gift to me in more than one way. For all the years that Jean and I grew roses in our garden, I have never smelled more fragrant roses than the flowers I received for my birthday. And think about it. These are commercially produced hothouse flowers. They were so fragrant that when I placed them on one end of my porch, I could smell them when I was sitting 30 feet away on the opposite end of the porch. And that fragrance miraculously lasted all week. And I heard Jean say that he wants me to have more sweetness in my life. It was so adorable, and I just took the bouquet with me from room to room, took it up to my bedroom so it was on my nightstand back down in the morning. Now, on the evening of my birthday, I drove in my convertible with my housekeeper, Donna, and throughout the ride, cars with the license plate DGS, which stands for Do God Service, kept driving in front of me. And as I explained in the Love Never Dies book, right after Jean left his body, I began noticing Wherever I drove, there were cars in front of me with this license plate. And Jean told me at the time, DGS stands for Do God Service. So I drove us through all these cute little villages with their little colonial houses, all white clabbered and black shuttered. And we had dinner at one of my favorite old inns. And this is a place that Jean and I used to go and we loved it. It was called, (laughs) it is called the White Hart Inn in Salisbury, Connecticut early 19th century inn with a big porch overlooking the old colonial village. So Donna and I sat outside on the porch and for dessert, I ordered a fruit cobbler and it arrived with a tiny little candle, a blue and white spiral candle in the center. And I silently made a wish, but before I could blow it out, the candle in my dessert and the candle on the table went out simultaneously. And there was no breeze. The surrounding table's candles remained illuminated. And Donna said, did you see that? And I said, yeah. That was Jean's way of letting us know that he was with me and sharing in our celebration. And also, I thought, by blowing out the candles for me, he was saying, I heard your wishes, and I'm going to help you. Now, the other amazing thing that I noticed during my birthday dinner was I kept on feeling Jean was telling me, you're so beautiful, you're so beautiful. And suddenly I started looking up and noticing all kinds of strange men were smiling at me and through their faces, this kind of radiant, effervescent love was pouring through their faces and their smiles. A young guy walked by me and he just smiled the most angelic and loving smile. And then so did all the men at the surrounding tables. And I smiled to myself knowing Jean was using them as his open vessel to make sure that his love for me was coming through to me through them. So keep your eyes peeled. For the way your loved ones in spirit offer you these kinds of love manifestations through strangers that they use to serve as their open love vessels, right? So now let's get on to today's show, how you can help spirits achieve a spiritual awakening. And oh, let me give you the phone number. I like to give it early in the show now so that you can get in queue and we're sure that we can get together. 866-254-1579 in US and Canada. And the international number is country code followed by 760-918-4300. And I always say get in queue early, early, early. So I have a chance to talk to each and every one of you. So how can we help spirits achieve a spiritual awakening? So first, let me start with a question. Have you been told that those in heaven are in perfect peace and that they don't need our assistance or help? I bet you've been told that. Well, guess what? It's not true. And if you believe this notion, you're not alone. I actually heard this misconception uttered by a very well-known local medium I saw at a party on Friday. I was talking about how I'm working to help people dialogue with the departed and make peace with their loved ones in spirit. And she scoffed at this notion and she said, those in spirit don't need to make peace. They're in heaven. They're fine. And she said, we're the only ones who have unfinished business. How wrong she is. Now, I want to break this down for you so that you can understand why she's so wrong. The moment we leave our bodies, we receive a life review in which we're shown all the ways we screwed up when we lived in a body. Now, if you think about it, our purpose on the earth plane is to perfect our ability to love ourselves and others. I call the earth plane our love lab. So when we leave our bodies, it makes sense that we get a life review that helps us to see where we fell short in our loving The Life Review isn't just given to us so we can take a trip down memory lane and cry over spilled milk. It's given to us so that we can use this information to make amends. In other words, our time in spirit is designed to help us improve ourselves, help us grow spiritually, help us have our own spiritual awakening. Now, as Jean showed me, the Life Review produces immediate transformations. And I now know that when someone enters spirit, that being has, at the very least, a clearer perspective on the, makes, the mistakes that he or she made on the earth plane. And this review motivates those in spirit to want to work it out with us. Now, it's true that some beings are waiting with open arms to make peace and shower us with love and work out our unfinished business. Others might need a little more nudging. But even the most unevolved beings know that their own spiritual progression requires them to right their wrongs by making amends with those of us living on the earth plane. And this means it's never too late to heal wounds, resolve resentments, make peace and repair a damaged relationship with someone who has passed over. And it also means that in death, it's possible to resolve issues that never could have been addressed during that being's lifetime. One of my patients jokingly said, I wish my mother would hurry up and die so we can work this out. But it's no joke. Now, the first time that I discovered spirits evolve as soon as they enter the spirit realm happened to me uh, right after Jean left his body. I had to take my car in for service, and Jean always did the car repair thing, so I didn't know anyone at the local garage. So I started talking to Debbie, the woman behind the counter, and she told me that she was a widow. Now, that's all she had to say. In seconds, her husband in spirit was delivering a message to her through me, and this was the first message that I received from someone other than Jean. And I couldn't ignore the sense that her husband was banging down the door in order to get through to his wife. And he said, tell her she's making the same mistake with our son that I did. So when I told Debbie what her husband had said to me, she just blinked. And her husband went on to say that it was his own stubbornness that created the rebellious attitude in their son and that she was falling into the same trap and that she has to do everything possible to avoid it. And Debbie burst into tears, and she confirmed the accuracy of this message. So you see, her husband in spirit form had received a wake-up call through his life review. He knew what he hadn't understood when he lived in his physical body. Now, not only do spirit beings have a clearer picture on the mistakes they made, they also yearn to make peace with us. And this is because their own growth and awakening requires them to face their limitations and mistakes and evolve past them. So the biggest way for those in spirit to awaken and evolve is to face where they went wrong with us and right their wrongs. Now, I discovered this truth on my first Good Friday following Jean's bodily departure. I've told the story before here on Hay House Radio, but it's so important, I'm going to repeat it again for those of you who haven't heard it. So it was my first Good Friday following Jean's bodily departure, and Jean told me to go visit a, a, a woman named Lainey. In the book, I call her Laurie, but her real name is Lainey. She sells exotic birds. And I hadn't spoken to her or seen her in five years since we put our our beautiful, fluffy, our canary to sleep. And I knew nothing of her personal life. Now, as I went to her house, I had the feeling that I'd been sent to help her and one of her birds. And as soon as I walked inside, she showed me a young female finch that was on its last leg. Literally. or its la- uh, Yeah? Foot? I don't know. So she explained that finches can't go more than a day without food. And this little one hadn't eaten for a day. And she said that it wouldn't last much longer. And the bird looked pitiful. It was motionless on the perch. Its feathers were puffed up. So I said to Lamy, "Laney, can I try to heal the bird? And she said, sure. So I walked over to the bird cage. I pressed my face to the thin metal bars. And now normally a bird would freak out to have someone this close, but this bird was not distressed. And as I began to talk to the bird, the bird became aware of my presence and then started to get excited. And she started jumping up and down and even started flying. So I told her out loud that I wanted her to go to her seed bowl and start eating. And the bird listened to me. And the more she ate, the stronger she became and the more she wanted to eat. And now she became like a little mini vacuum scarfing up seeds. Now, it's then that I felt the tidal wave of love and realized it was Jean who had led me here. In this really elegantly orchestrated manifestation, he was simultaneously blessing Laurie by allowing me to save her bird, but also giving me the blessing of saving her little bird the way I couldn't save Fluffy. Now I sensed two spirit presences surrounding Laney, and I picked up an extreme sense of urgency like they were beating down my door in their eagerness to speak to her. And I had the sense that they'd been waiting for a long time to reach her and that they were relieved that I'd heard the call and was there to help them talk to Laney. Now at that moment I saw that the bird had sensed their presence as well. She looked distressed again. She started stretching her head heavenward, and it occurred to me that the spirit presences surrounding Lainey may have been upsetting the little creature, and that that's what was making her sick. So I told the bird out loud, don't worry about these spirits. Now, while speaking aloud might make it easier for me to transmit a clear, energetic message, I have also silently communicated a message to animals, and they've understood all the same. But in this case, I wanted to speak aloud because I wanted Lainey to hear what I was saying. That I was here to help Laney with the spirits and the bird should return to her meal. And she did. Now I heard a female spirit present say to Laney, I'm so sorry that I was such a weakling and I didn't protect you. Now, when I repeated the word weakling to Laney, I thought, What an odd term. I never used the word before. Now I sensed that it was Laney's mother speaking, but I didn't know that Laney's mother was not in in her body. So I asked Laney if these words made sense to her, and she said they did. And she confirmed that indeed it was her mother speaking, and she said her mother always used the word weakling. Now I've come to realize that not only Jean, but also other spirits will validate their presence by using figures of speech that were idiosyncratic to them, so pay attention to that. Now I heard her mother expanding on her previous message, and she said, I'm sorry I couldn't protect you from your father. And Laney confirmed that this was true too. Now, at that moment, I felt a man desperately trying to reach out to Laney, And I said, there's a man who wants to talk to you and he wants you to know you're safe. He can't hurt you anymore. Now, at that moment, I felt my eyes being drawn to a cranberry colored blown glass ball hanging from the ceiling. And I was confused because I had purchased the identical item as a gift for someone about five years before. And in that moment, I couldn't recall who I'd given it to. So I asked Lori if I'd given the ornament to her. And she said, No that she bought the witching ball to protect her from the spirit of her father. And then I realized it was her father's purpose to draw my attention to the ball as a way to get her to talk about her ongoing fear of him. And she said, I'm still afraid of him. Now her father said, I'm not asking you to forgive me for your own sake as well as mine. All I ask is that you confront me. Now's the time to make me face up to what I did to you. Don't protect me. You need this for your own healing, and I need you to help me face the truth in order for me to evolve spiritually. Now, this experience was mind-blowing. It amazed me because I discovered in this moment that in order to progress spiritually, in order to achieve their own awakening... Those who have passed over need us to help them in their evolution. And here is the beauty of the process. As we help those in spirit to evolve, we're helping ourselves. And as my example with Lainey shows, she was frozen in time, trapped in childhood, because the feelings associated with the trauma she suffered as a child hadn't been resolved. So she continued to drown in the terror of a young girl who doesn't feel safe. Dialoguing with her father through me, On that day was just what she needed to help them both begin to heal and and evolve. And by the time I left that day, she was already standing taller. She felt less afraid of her father and the little birdie made it too. So here's the bottom line for you. Those in spirit are one with God. And because God is love, that means that our loved ones in spirit feel a burning need to do whatever they can to love us better. And loving us better means facing where they went wrong with us and working with us to heal any unfinished business that we harbor with them. And this also means that those in spirit aren't okay if we aren't okay. So their spiritual development, their spiritual awakening hinges on their righting their wrongs. So here's the thing you need to know. What can you do to assist spirits in achieving their own spiritual development and awakening? Bottom line, help them face where they went wrong with you. To do this, you do my visualization, then you do my meditation for making contact, and then make a first feeling statement about whatever is still troubling you regarding the unfinished business. Speak from your heart. Don't fall into the trap, as many people who have been abused do, of saying questions like, why did you do this to me? Don't try to do that. Just make the feeling statement so that you can help them, confront them with the truth of what they did and how you feel. And don't try to force forgiveness on yourself. Being true to yourself and your feelings is the greatest gift you can give those in spirit because you're helping them face where they went wrong. And facing the truth helps them grow and evolve spiritually. And this is what I call a true spiritual awakening. It's a win-win for everyone. Helping them awaken is healing you. All right? So I want to just give you the phone number again. We're going to take a brief break. And then I'm going to go to the phone. I'm going to help you. Help your loved ones in spirit have an awakening or dialogue to heal any unfinished business or answer your questions. Again, the number is 866-254-1579 in U.S. and Canada. The international number is your country code, followed by 760-918-4300. I want to make sure you know that I offer the Love Never Dies online course, where I basically take the Love Never Dies book and bring the experience to you in eight video lessons and You'll also receive three group call videos, beautiful group calls where my live online course students worked with my coaches and coaches in training and produced incredible changes for them in healing. And you'll experience the same just watching the videos. And there are also two meditation audios included as well. I want to also remind you, that I am going to be at Kripalu, August 26th through 28th. It's a beautiful location. I just put on my Facebook page a a lovely video showing you the grounds and the campus overlooking Lake Makinak, and I'm gonna teach you the art of dialoguing from the heart, and it's gonna be a beautiful weekend. Many of my coaches are gonna fly in. You'll be able to meet all the wonderful women that I've spoken to you about. Tonight, also, I wanna welcome to my coaches' training a new coach who's going to be studying all the way from Rome. How fascinating.
0: You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love, and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, Visit com slash griefrelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorff.com slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf.
2: Let me go, please, to line one and speak with Christine. Christine? Hello. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm a little nervous. I've got to say, I've never, I've never spoken with anybody
2: like me before. Well, you know what? I'd be nervous if you were speaking to somebody like me too. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> Self honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you're nervous about? I mean, I could tell you what I'd be nervous about. What, what are you nervous about?
3: I, I I've never. Um, uh, like I said, I'm nervous because I'm going through a lot of big changes, and I'm about to make a big change. I'm about to go tell my boss that I'm retiring um, from my career that I'm currently in, and um just, just making some big changes in my life, and I didn't know if there was anybody on the other side that was helping me or assisting me. I've got, you know, some senses, that I don't know. And the second question relates to what you talked about today, is if there is anybody
2: is there anybody out is there anybody home
3: <laughs> yeah, is there anybody that needed anything from me on the other side uh, I don't
2: know all that. right so let's do this together okay and what we'll do is i'm going to just take you through the visualization and the meditation for con- making contact and then we'll have a little dialogue how's that great sounds great all right now here's the thing you want to decide who you want to talk to because you know we wouldn't uh a lot of times people will do the dialoguing and then they'll, they'll just sort of sit there. <laughs> well, when you make a phone call, you know who you're dialing, right? You, right. you know who, who's going to answer on the other end. So if you want guidance from a being in spirit, pick who you want to talk to. Okay. Okay. And that's going to help. So now everybody in queue and everybody at home Let's do this together. Now, if you, when you do this at home, you can take more time between the visualization and the meditation for making contact. You can take as much time as you need to be fully relaxed. But obviously, when we're on air, we got to move from the one to the other. And if you, you find that my voice helps you to enter a trance, you'll find my meditations are recorded and you can find them at askdoctorlove.com under the store dropdown. Love never dies meditation audio. Okay. So close your eyes and either sitting or lying down. And as you breathe in and continue breathing, see a golden light entering your body through your crown chakra, the energy center at the top of your head. And with each exhalation, feel this warm golden light washing over your body. And imagine it having the power to penetrate your blood, your organs, and your cells. And as you exhale, feel the tension leaving your body through your fingertips and toes. And as the tension eases, feel yourself sinking deeper and deeper into the chair, the couch, or the bed. Now imagine this light pouring over you like warm lava that's melting into you. Your muscles are turning to taffy, melting under a summer sun. And see the light as it flows downward, starting from your head. And then moving down your face, your neck, your shoulders, your arms, your hands, your fingers, your chest, your upper back, your stomach, your mid-back your groin, your lower back, your thighs, knees, shins, calves, ankles, feet, and toes. If you sense any area of the body resisting the flow, visualize your inhaling breath entering that area of constriction, and then imagine your exhaling breath flushing out the tension. And as you continue breathing, feel yourself sinking deeper and deeper into a state of relaxation, as if you're in a well bucket being lowered into the well or in an elevator dropping lower and lower until you reach the state in which you're free of tension and worry. And now we're going to imagine ourselves strolling along the bank of a stream. The sky is a perfect blue dome. A gentle breeze ruffles the lush grass and songbirds and butterflies accompany our stroll. And as you walk on, your steps become lighter and lighter until you feel nearly weightless. A stream meanders lazily in front of you. You effortlessly cross the stream and you enter a meadow that is a lush emerald carpet. And as you walk on, you see a large lake in the distance its surface is smooth as glass and shimmers like liquid silver. And the lake has a magnetic force that's pulling you toward it. And as you approach, you notice your loved one standing at the edge of the lake, smiling and beckoning you forward. And his or her eyes sparkle as he or she stretches his or her arms out to you and welcome. And your loved one sends you the message energetically that it's time now for you to open your heart, speak the words that your heart begs to share. And now, Christine... Just make a first statement out loud to whomever you wish to speak with.
1: It's good to see you.
2: Okay, and call the person by name.
3: Uh, Grandma. Okay.
2: Now take a nice breath in and see if you can sense what's coming back from Grandma. It could be a word, a sentence, a mental picture, physical sensation, a thought. She loves me. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, now take another breath in. And make another statement to her.
3: I'm sorry I wasn't at her funeral.
2: Okay, so now here here's a trick. Don't don't narratize and speak in third person. When you're talking to grandma, you don't say I'm sorry I wasn't at her funeral. You talk to her. I'm sorry. I
3: wasn't at your funeral.
2: Okay. Now take a breath in again, Christine, and see if you can hear what she says.
0: You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love. And reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit slash grief relief to schedule your session. But don't wait, space is limited. Visit com slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf. She's
3: just smiling at
2: me. Okay. Grandma grandma had a sense of humor, didn't she?
3: Yes, a wicked
2: one. A wicked. Now, it's wonderful because when I hear this kind of wicked, irreverent humor, I always want to check, is this true? Because... What she just said is so wicked and irreverent. When you said, "About, I'm sorry, I wasn't at your funeral," she made a joke and she said, "Well, I wasn't there either." <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> never that was so funny. That I, sounds I, likely. <laughs> I,
2: I wasn't there either. So, so that makes two of us. You know, the stuff that we get all worked up about. She was already out of her body. She wasn't there. See what I mean? Yeah. Okay. See what she means? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Now, Grandma, even though she had this wicked sense of humor, she was also a bit stern. She could, like, kind of give you, like, the slap upside the head, right?
3: Very much
2: so. There you go. Well, she's coming through so loud and clear, right? She is slapping you upside the head about the worrying that you're doing. Okay. You get that? Yeah. Because Grandma really believes in you. Very much. And she doesn't like when you doubt yourself. So she's slapping you upside the head. Okay. That's essentially it. And here's the thing Grandma is such a powerful love force for you. She believes in you, she is your mentor, she's your role model, she's your cheering squad. Cheering squad. That's what she says. Okay. So you must begin to dialogue with her every day. Being close to her, talking to her is going to infuse you. It's going to give you a transfusion of confidence because grandma's belief in you is going to become your own self-confidence, okay? Wow, okay. This is intense, what she's saying. So uh, you haven't read Love Never Dies yet, she told me, right? That's correct. Yeah, grandma knows everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So just read the book and focus on part three and really practice talking to her every day. She's here to really help infuse you with self confidence, okay?
3: Okay.
2: Awesome. Anything else? Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. You feel so all those noives for talking to me, that was it you survived, you see? Yes. And you did great. Well
3: thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: I'm really glad I met you. And if you, you know, after you read the book, a lot of people want to do the online course. You do it at your own pace. You take the video lessons, all eight of them, when you want, stop and start them. But it's a way to really bring my hand-holding to you, so that I literally bring the book into your home and talk to you and guide you, okay? sounds
3: wonderful. Thank you so much.
2: Please keep in touch with me, okay? Because Grandma says that you're totally fine. You're fine. Okay. Okay.
3: Thank you okay. so much. I appreciate
2: it. You're welcome. So let me please go to line three, Deborah. Hi.
3: Thank you for taking Hello. My
2: call. Hello. You are welcome. How you doing? Well, what, what? Well, I've been through a lot in the last year and a half of
3: my mother half, and um, I always had such uh Toxic relationship with her. Growing up, she was narcissistic and probably bipolar too.
2: Oh, what a um, nice combination! Wow.
3: And, yes, um, and to make matters worse, I was a middle child. Yay! <laughs> wow. Uh, so, um, I struggled to have a relationship with her my whole life. Um, times, you know, we could have one, but it never was. So she died a year and a half ago. I always thought when I would get the call that my mother had died, that I I would just um, say, okay, thank you very much. And that would be it. (laughs) Um, But actually, I got the call that she was in the hospital, and I drove four hours up there, and I found that she was actually dying. And I spent the next five days with her. I'm, I'm a hospice nurse, so she died in my arms. I, it was, I've never felt so much love um, in that room between the two of us. It was amazing.
2: What a gift. Um, yeah.
3: Yes, yes. She wasn't coherent the whole time, but she knew I was there and that she was very loved, so that was wonderful. Um, after her death, I found out that my sister, who's a year older than me, had been... um, Had been what? Sabotaging it.
2: Sabotaging?
3: uh, My relationship with my mom. Ah, By telling my mother lies about me. Um, I I moved away as soon as I moved My sister stayed there in our hometown. I'm getting a lot of feedback. Are, Are you two...
2: No, I'm not no. getting okay, feedback.
3: Good. Okay, great. Um, my sister produced these letters that were written by my mother to me that happened. She wrote them like 25 years ago. I had never seen these letters. But somehow my sister had them. And my mother was talking about what a horrible person I am. Um, I'm a rebel. All this. And it, it wasn't even true. But... Anyway, my sister did this in an attempt to get a very large estate, which she succeeded in getting everything. Um, And that's okay, that's okay. But my my question is, I feel my mother is with me all the time. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and she's kissing my cheek or, you know. um, I just, I wanna know she realized that I, I am a good person, that I'm not that person that my sister led her to believe that I was.
2: Okay, so you need to dialogue with your mom, right? You also yes, have, you you haven't read Love Never Dies yet, so you're not familiar with dialogue and you haven't begun the process. Well, right?
3: actually I I have dialogued with her. No, I haven't read the book. Okay. Um, but I will. But I good. Have
2: because the way that I show book. you to do it Basically, it's a process. You've got some unfinished business here, okay? And I was immediately, my my alarm bells went up when you said, it's okay, because essentially your mother colluded with your sister, bought into everything, and gave your sister the entire inheritance. That's essentially yeah. it. And the fact that you're saying you're okay with that doesn't feel correct to me, doesn't feel true, because it's it's sort of like, oh, somebody just chopped my left foot off. I'm okay with that. It's not right. What was done mm-hmm. to you what was not right. So, part of what needs to happen in the dialogue, and this is really part of your own growth, is for you to be able to own exactly how you do feel about your mom's betrayal, your okay. mom's buying into your sister's um, collusion and okay. undermining of you and so okay. it is not such a oh a simple loving conversation there's anger here that you have pushed down and i don't want you to push it down and neither does your mother okay. it's not good it's not good for your health it's not good for you i mean there's a big correlation between buried anger and cancer it's like literally a cancer that eats you up on the inside
3: okay uh, wow i have cancer wow okay oh
2: my god
3: yeah
2: okay Yeah. Okay, need I say more? Okay. And it's ovarian, so I think it goes along with that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. The ovary, the egg, the mother, the gestation. So there is a major, major thing here where, you know, on the surface, oh, I love her, it's so beautiful, oh, blah, blah, blah. There's rage here that's been swallowed. And so the process of dialoguing with your mother is going to involve you coming out from behind this wall of repression and denial where I'm fine with it, you shouldn't be fine with it. And as you come out with your real feelings and you dialogue with your mom, you're really taking the cancer out of you. Okay? Okay. 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 So this is such a um, an evolved kind of thing, and it's going to take time. So... And I, I, my sense of it is that even if we were to begin the dialogue now, because you're so far from your awareness of how pissed off you are at her, that it won't come out. So what I want you to do is I want you to read Love Never Dies, and I want you to start to work on accessing what you really feel and dialoguing with her about it. And I'm happy to help you with that. You know, People work with me privately over the phone and Skype all over the world. Um, You can join me at um, one of my live events or a cruise. And as you start to open up, I'll help you to dialogue, and if you need me to help you open up to all your feelings, I'll help you with that too, okay? Oh, but I've, awesome, I've, awesome, Good, thank and you. we're going to cure thank you thank of you. this. I've had many patients with this kind of thing, and they had you know chronic cancer, or repeated bouts of cancer, and they're all cancer-free, so I'm going to help you too, Deborah. okay?
3: Thank you so much.
2: You thank are you. welcome so much. I'll talk to you again. Let me go to line four, Kathy.
0: You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love. And reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorfcom slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf.
2: Good morning, Doctor.
3: Thank you for taking my call.
2: Hello. I'm happy to take your call.
3: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your time. And what I wanted to ask, I've had uh, two people close to me past my mother and my brother-in-law. Yeah. And my brother-in-law contacts me frequently I see the signs but my mother never does so I'm wondering is does that mean my brother-in-law has not evolved to where he needs to be
2: Well that's a great question uh, you know in my first love never dies retreat which was it's the year has passed so quickly it was last August I had a PhD Dr. Joe Schippa who was at the the retreat. And he was so angry with his father, and he kept saying, you're not talking to me, and you're not coming through to me, and you're not blah, blah, blah. And he was so upset. And it turned out that as we worked together in the group, the retreat, we discovered his father was coming through in all kinds of ways. They just weren't verbal because Dad was not a verbal person. So one of the things that I teach you in Love Never Dies to do is recognize how your loved one is communicating with you. Now, in order for you to recognize it, you have to do my exercises for opening up your five senses, which is all in part three, to create a state of receptivity so that your spirit channel is able to tune to all your senses so that you are a receiver in the full on position. Then you're able to perceive all the ways that they come through. And so when we did this, he discovered Oh my goodness, my dad doesn't talk. He never did. But he comes through with physical reassurance. His arm is around my shoulder. Well, the healing that happened for Dr. Joe when he realized, Dad is here. All of his anger vaporized. Dad's here. He's not abandoning me. And we moved on from there. And so the, the person that you're talking about is not coming through in the way you expect. And that's the other thing. We don't want to put expectations on them that you've got to come through the way I want. Some Of my coaches have had that problem too, you know, I've been very angry. You're not giving me what I want. Well, they will communicate in the way they can, hmm. in the way that's that it's interesting easy.
3: because she wasn't a very verbal person. Well, there either. you go. I thought that was interesting. You said
1: that, yeah, isn't
2: it amazing how the examples that I'm led you see, how I am being guided on the examples yeah. that I give through you know, spirit. I think, why did I tell you this story? Because that story answers your question just as (laughs) Dr. Joe's father wasn't verbal so is this person that you're trying to talk to so there's your answer so what you want to do is you want to read love never dies you want to really get all your senses working okay okay and um, you can also do the love never dies online course which you know I'll walk you through all the exercises you'll see me on camera you get all those senses very heightened now you're more able to not only send but also receive the energetic communications And then you're going to be better at dialoguing because you're going to know, ah, he's not talking. But like, for example, one of my coaches, she feels her husband touching her. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's how he, he comes through, through a sensation. So we have to also, we put in the mix, not only how they are most comfortable communicating, we also, when we receive have, we're better in certain channels than others. So we might feel a communication better than we're going to see in our mind's eye. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's part of what I teach you how to do in the live retreats. I teach you how to really beef up your psychic muscles so that they're all better at receiving. You know, we're not just able to see in our mind's eye, but we have no ability to sense. So I've given you the, the, really the roadmap. Now you just got to go to the gym, the psychic gym, practice my (laughs) techniques and you'll get better. And then, you know, do the online course, come to my one of my live events. We're all works in progress. We don't, you know, go to the gym one day and say, "Well, I can't hold, you know, I can't lift weights." Forget it. No, we keep going and we build the muscle. Same thing here.
3: Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much for the advice, and I'm I can't wait to read the book. Also, can't Thank wait. And then so
2: keep in touch with me. Let me know how you do. I will. Thank you. You Excellent. have a great day. You I appreciate too. it. You too. You too. Let me go to line two, please, Bella.
1: Hi Jamie, Hello. this is Bella here, yes, Hello, um, Bella. Thank, yeah, thank you so much for what you do and for your book, though I have not read it, but I promise I'm going to buy it. Yeah, everybody's like, now I'm afraid to
2: call me, yes. she's going to
1: say, you didn't read yes. it. <laughs> yes, but I've been listening to your shows for quite a while and I believe that love never dies really in my heart and uh, I wanted uh, to let you know that my mom died in 1984 and uh, she had a lot of unfinished business, like she was very depressed, lonely, felt unloved. She was separated from her, her, my dad for 16 years before she died. And uh, almost the same thing is happening in my life now. I am separated since last four years and I'm going through divorce and feel depressed, stuck, blocked. And uh, I want to stay at home most of the time. And I feel I'm not worthy, you know. Somehow, somewhere, subconscious uh, thought is there, and so I feel that we both are not okay.
2: Right. And right. So here's to, the thing. I want to hear. You want both to, talk, of us. to, mm-hmm. you to yeah. talk to her. You need to talk to her because
1: here's the thing, Bella.
2: When you are not close with mm-hmm. a parent, the uh, psyche does something that's very strange. What mm-hmm. it does is. It tries to make us act like the parent we weren't close with as an unconscious way of keeping them close to us. Yeah. And so what will often happen is when someone leaves his or her body, you might have heard mm-hmm. the saying, oh, ever since you left, ever since my parent people say died i say left his body ever since my parent died i'm more like my father or i'm more like my mother every day i immediately
1: started having her symptoms like that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying right
2: and i'm more of a hermit and i'm more depressed so this is what the unconscious does and this is so fascinating we've never talked about this on the Mm -hmm. hay house radio show but this is an unconscious mechanism to keep the parent close and we do it Mm -hmm. when we Mm -hmm. didn't have enough closeness so it's the way of saying well I'm going to keep you close by literally bringing you inside me but what we're doing here is we're bringing inside us the most dysfunctional unhealthy aspects of the person and our relationship and what we want to do and here's where my dialoguing with the departed technique can set you free of this because instead of holding on to the phantom and the ghost of Christmas past and keeping her close that way when you dialogue and reconnect now you're allowing her evolved self to come close to you now you don't have Mm -hmm. to feel lonely and abandoned and missing her you can actually bring in her her more loving and involved self and allow her to enter you and heal you does this make sense what i'm saying to you yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah it it does yeah okay Mm
2: -hmm. so what you want to do is you want to begin to dialogue with her okay Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what you want to do is allow yourself to let her come through to you as she is not as she was, as she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you like to begin? Yes, yes, All please. right, close your eyes, and I want mm-hmm. you to take a breath in and make a first statement to her.
1: Hi, Mom. It feels so good to be with
2: you. Now, do you get a picture? Because she's
1: giving you a picture. Mental picture. I can smell her body. Ooh, beautiful.
2: Okay, take another breath in and make another statement to her.
1: I want you to heal. And I want me to heal. Right, right,
2: right. Take a breath in, Bella and see if you can feel what she's saying to you.
1: Of course, she wants the same. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yes. yeah, She wants the same, and she's trying to apologize. She was so depressed that she wasn't able to love you as you deserved because she was so busy licking her own wounds. She was a very abandoned person. In childhood. Did you know that about her?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
2: Right. So because she, she was so busy licking her own wounds and drowning in her own pain, she didn't have enough to give you. And as a result, she left you feeling the same pain she grew up with. She's living in love now. She's one with God. She's in love. And what she wants to do is she wants you to literally let the love that she is in spill over to you take a breath in and see if you can feel that all the warm golden light that she is surrounded by in spirit she wants to infuse that love and that light into your body and she wants you to breathe in spirit is born on the breath, breathe in and let her love penetrate you from the cell out What are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling, you know, relaxed and as if a weight has been lifted.
2: is beautiful. This is beautiful. Now, for, for you to feel that kind of shift, right, just for the first dialogue, imagine what's going to happen as you continue every day. Can you imagine? Yeah. You're yeah. already healed, but we can never have enough love, so... Just continue. And she wants you to sit on her lap when you dialogue. Just okay. Sit in her lap. Breathe in her scent. Breathe in the love and the light into your body, okay? Yes, yes. You're very beautiful, Bella. Thank very, you. Very Thanks. beautiful. All right. And keep Thank me, you keep so me much. posted. Keep me posted, all right? Yes. Thank I you. I want to so hear much. how every, everything yes. goes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Let me go to line five, please, Debbie. Hello. Hello.
3: Hello. How are you? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, my son committed suicide seven years ago, mm-hmm. and I do have your book, and I have talked to him. I, I'm pretty sure. And
2: wait, I can guess... I just you have the book? Have you? Read? I do
3: have the book. Yeah. Have
2: you Have you read it yet?
3: I've read about three quarters of it. Yeah.
2: So the one the last one quarter is the last part. Right? right where you learn to dialogue so did you stop or you just haven't gotten that far
3: i just haven't gotten that far okay
2: awesome all right let us cut to the chase because we only have two minutes left let us okay. try to dialogue with him now if we okay. need more you'll call back okay okay take okay. a deep breath in and make a first statement to him
3: hi sam i miss you and i just want to know what was wrong
2: Okay, take a breath in. Okay. Do you get a picture, a feeling, a sensation?
3: I can see him sitting on a bench. Mm. And it sounds like, I don't know, I don't know, are you, he just says like he just couldn't take it anymore.
2: Exactly. He's showing me, like, the first thing he showed me was like, you know, um, a chemical experiment, like, you know, um, test tubes. Okay, Mm -hmm. he's he was using that image of chemistry to back me into the idea that he he had a chemical imbalance that he he says that the chemistry of his brain was not right. And he was so depressed and confused. He couldn't take living in his own brain anymore. Does this make sense what I'm saying to you?
3: Yeah, kind of
2: chem is something in the chemistry, in the chemistry of his brain that it was so dark in his mind that he saw no other way out. And that it wasn't your fault, mommy. It wasn't your fault. He wants you to know this, Debbie.
3: Okay. Because <laughs> I, I keep wondering, what did I do wrong? You I mean, did, but
2: do you hear what he just said? He's I telling do. you it wasn't your fault. Yeah. Do not blame yourself. This chemistry imbalance was not your doing, and you couldn't fix it. And I'm just—he he, did he call you, mommy? No, mom. Mom, but he's calling you, mommy, 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 mommy. I think there's a reason why he's saying mommy it's almost like he's younger now oh he's younger and he kind of wants you to feel him listen debbie i'm sorry we're coming to the end call me back and brina and Lori, and liana and jamie and diane all my beautiful beautiful people call me back next time get in first i i hate when i can't talk to everybody i think about you all week long so call back and i'll help you reconnect and dialogue love never dies see you next time
0: You've been listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Sign up for Dr. Jamie's newsletter at AskDrLove.com and receive her meditation audio that will guide you to open your heart and chill out during these stressful times.